Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Uh, you might be, this might be Halloween. It might be the day after Halloween. Not, uh, not really sure as we're doing this kind of a week in advance because I am taking the, the rare vacation. Yeah. I say rare in comparison to you. I mean, really is what I mean. Yeah. Which is like every two months I'm going somewhere. (laughs) Pretty much. I gotta gotta lay off that. It's, it's, it's not, it's too much. You promise not to leave Illinois for the rest of the rest of the year, the greater Illinois area. I know you go up to, um, into Indiana, downtown Indiana. Um, pretty yeah, frequently, but so far, so far, I believe I haven't left the confines of of Illinois. So, uh, what's going on? Where are you where are you going? What's going on with the trip? Uh, New Orleans, as I like to try and do um, Halloween whenever I can. I uh, will be in uh, in case anybody's listening, and it and it's before November first. <laughs> hey, if you're in the uh, Greater French Quarter area, um, uh, shoot me an email or a, a message or something. We'll hook up and get a hand grenade together. Yeah. I was gonna say, you uh, you'll be able to find Livius uh, somewhere standing outside at eleven in the morning, with a drink in a in a container that looks like a grenade, mm-hmm. uh, with his tongue sticking out. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. All, that's yep. all you know of him. That's exactly. That's how you'll recognize me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I nowhere better for Halloween in the world than uh, than the French Quarter in, in New Orleans. At least you, I believe that very strongly. Do you dress up in costume? Um, I ha- I have, um, okay. I have not recently. Gotcha. So, um, um, packing is tough, you know, because you, you're you're pa- you know, it's like packing a costume is like it's hard enough to just pack the shit you want to wear and use for a few days, and like not have to pay exorbitant fees for like checking bags and stuff. So I'm packing a full on vampire costume. I mean, with a velvet cape and <laughs> or or a fake beard and a hat, or a fake beard and a hat. Um. <laughs> Yeah, if you uh, if you don't know, if you didn't catch that reference, our last episode, which was a our first ever holiday video episode, and I'm so proud yeah. of the content that we were able to put out. Um, yeah, so to catch people up, uh, <laughs> uh, Misty Bennett, uh, Jesse Lawrence, <laughs> and myself all all surprised Rob by dressing as Rob for our Halloween episode. So yeah, Rob was the only person not dressed as Rob in a two and a half hour long <laughs> video episode, which was a little little weird. Yeah, um, it was a big surprise. They had apparently been planning it since the Fourth um, of July episode, um, and it was it was flattering. Um, made me realize just how good looking I actually am. And uh, and and something came up today where I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw someone had posted. Um, an article that was saying that since we're talking about costumes, this is relevant. Um, that the uh, mask of um, Austin Powers is is selling out everywhere apparently because fans of the movie Baby Driver are buying them to use for costumes. Um, and I thought that was great because I'm a big fan of the movie, and so are um, Jesse and Misty. And so I sent them the the article about that, and we had a laugh. And then I said. Uh, next year it's going to be fake beards and hats. Yep, it sure is. Um, I, uh, I'm assuming in that movie that somebody was wearing an Austin Powers mask. Is that? Yeah, and you actually don't even have to watch the movie to to see the joke because it's part of the trailer. Um, but yeah, like they they are um, they're they're sticking up an armored car, and the masks um, in the planning previous to the day of the, of the stick up that they talked about getting um, a Mike a Michael Myers mask 
um, from the Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And so the guy who got the masks got confused, and he's like, "Yeah, oh. it's Mike. It's Mike Myers, Austin Powers." And they're like, "No, from Halloween." And he's like, "It is a Halloween mask." So it was a cute. It was a cute joke. <laughs> that is actually funny. Well, you said that my mind went to go to say, you know, who the Michael Myers mask originally was, right? I do. Yeah, I do know about that. James. Uh, J- James. Tell us his name. James Shatner, right? No, William, William Shatner. Shatner. James who the hell's James Shatner? James Kirk was who he played in. Oh, um, maybe that's us. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what's that? Star Trek? Yeah, Star yeah, Trek. Star Trek. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We talked a little bit on the the Halloween episode about my level of disappointment in uh, in, in in how the new Halloween movie is is being designed. So I'm, I'm withholding judgment until I see it. Um, you will yeah. not be wearing the Austin Powers mask. God, you know what? I hope that's not why they're. You know what I mean? Like. They had this whole new idea. They saw Baby Driver, and they were like, "We're going to take a whole different direction." Where it's like real slapsticky, and it's got like the Wayans brothers in it. So, I mean, they could do. So, I don't know if you know, but um, back in the, I want to say in the '80s, there was this kind of ongoing thing where like movies would reference, like horror movies would reference other horror movies, like somehow subtly in their in their films. Do you know anything about this? A little bit, a little bit. So, I've, um. Like Evil Dead had a poster from like The Hills Have Eyes or something like that. And then like another movie had an Evil Dead thing uh, or, you know, and then and so like there's these subtle little references uh, in from movie to movie. So they could do something like that. Um, They they could. They're not going to. You know, I was talking with somebody at work about um, um, reboots and remakes and, and whatever and and really what it occurred to me is that i said well you know they didn't have to remake it and then i thought well they never had to remake anything so i don't understand why we keep going to the well so i get it because instantaneously you're going to get some money right you're you're remaking halloween 2 with the original director and and that's instantly that's instantly instantly got to be 40 million dollars right right it's got to be a dollar amount associated with just remaking a, a successful movie but it just seems so, I don't know. Like, there are other ways to retell stories, right? So, like, we've seen, uh, Romeo and Juliet comes to mind. We've seen modern versions, you know, where it's like two right. mafia families or, or whatever. So if you want to tell a classic story with a with a new modern spin or something, that's cool. But when you're just remaking shit, just for the sake of remaking it, I don't, I don't know. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. I agree. I, I think that, uh, and I am no expert of, of about how Hollywood runs, but a, a percentage of it has to be um, ownership of of rights um, are sometimes like a limited period of time. Mm-hmm. So, like you you option so or you, like uh, you buy the rights from someone for X amount of time, and then after that time, it, you know, if you don't do something with it, it reverts back to whoever. Um, but also, just like if you already own a property that you know was successful in the past, it's got to be easier than digging through a pile and taking a chance on something that has no, um, you know, no history to back it up. Right. I, I mean, not, not arguing in the, in the favor of that, if right. by any means, but <laughs> no, but I was thinking about that and I think like, okay, the TV show Hannibal and I was not as big a fan as you were, but I really liked it. Right. It, it really expanded the story and added completely new information and details and 
uh, it was what three thirty episodes, right? Three seasons, ten, twelve yeah, episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, of of what originally were were some books, um, but they expanded even on the books, and you know, essentially what most people know is what four hours of movies, because they yeah. never got the Silence of the Lambs. So yeah, four hours worth of movies, right? Right. So yeah. or two hours really, just Manhunter. I guess if you really think about it, or Red Dragon, or whatever you want to call it. Right, so right, exactly. Yeah. You, you dug a lot deeper. You created new relationships. There were new characters introduced. Like that, that's a little different than just saying, "Hey, it's time we remake Silence of the Lambs." Now they did do that with Red Dragon. Have you ever gone back right. and watched all of the movies after becoming? I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I um the Manhunter, the original one. Mm-hmm. You know, remade into Red yeah. Dragon. I don't know if that needed to happen. Um, and yeah, that's. I think that's before like that property really had direction. I think that Brian Fuller with Hannibal brought some direction to like the, the, that intellectual property. Um, and, and absolutely Hannibal did something different than just like a reboot or, or, or something, which is kind of what you would hope would happen. Like let's tread some new ground while kind of rooting ourselves in, in a, in a well-known, you know, history or whatever. Um, I had a bigger thought and I can't remember it. So fucking, um, Whatever. So I guess, yeah. I, well, I guess my point is, if Brian Fuller just remade Red Dragon as a movie, yeah, I would have called bullshit. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so. I would have too, even though I fucking love Hannibal. Yep. Um, yeah. the The current state of of how and why Hollywood does what it does is just, it's just constantly baffling, because like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to rage about this. Don't know if I want to rage. <laughs> All right. If we seem a little ill-prepared tonight, because um, <laughs> this is like back-to-back interludes, right? Holiday episode, then an interlude. Yeah. Um, it's because we had a plan. Um, I mentioned it at the end of uh, our, our Halloween Spectacular. Um, Seth Harwood was going to join us. A, a night with Seth Harwood or something like that. Um, and he had some situations at home, whatever. At any rate, his recording studio is not available to him. So we have postponed that for mid-November. So if you came back for that, look uh, look for that a little closer to Thanksgiving. So Rob and I are kind of winging it tonight, which is okay. We've done this before. I don't. If I didn't tell people, I don't know if they would have known we were winging it. Yeah, like... <laughs> uh, that's, that's one of the weird... The phenomena with, like, the way that our podcast is, because it, the, the form... I mean... We always sound the same. We always sound like we're just two dudes talking to each other. So, like, you'd have to really know, like, our notes in order. And we don't reveal that shit. So there's no way to, there's no way for someone to know if we had this planned. From now on, we'll just say that all of them are planned. I just wanted to explain it, so yes. Because we did say, I remembered saying, slightly drunkenly saying, hey, next, next week, Southern Harwood. So. When we were, like, refusing to, to end the up, we just, like, kept talking about stuff. It was, yeah. uh, you guys were filibustering, I believe is the right. Kind of, we were having fun, I think is what, I, I think that's what I it's called. trying to move, move the episode towards an end and you guys were like, let's talk about vodka. So. I mean, I know that you're, it's, it's a foreign concept to you, but we were having a good time. So. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Yeah. <sighs> but we do have at the very least two completely non-book related topics to talk about. We do. The first one would have been awesome to have just a few days beforehand. Fucking. So, 
I spent a lot of time showing videos of future Rob on there. Uh, this would have been a great one to share. So I think I saw this originally via Jalopnik, which is a uh, a Kinja site, or uh, uh, who are the uh, yeah, it's a Gawker, Gawker it's from yeah. the Gawker family of sites, yeah. Um, and it's their car one, but um, it pops up in my feed sometimes because how much time I spend on other Gawker sites, I guess. And it is a, uh, and this is not a new phenomenon. There are at least three or four videos that are very similar. It's about a ghost car. Um. Would you like to explain, Rob, what a ghost car is, at least in these in these instances? <laughs> um, I, well, this is something that relies entirely on the fact that someone's got a fucking camera pointing like out their front window. But like, th- it's the phenomenon of a of something being caught on video where a car just appears out of nowhere in 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 the roadway, um, in a way where in in the video that we're watching, um. And I can promise you right now, I'm going to forget to link to it in um, the to the article in our in our um, post for this episode. But if you go to jalopnik.com and just search for ghost car, I'm sure you'll find it. But anyway, there's like a video where dude's totally driving around and like fucking car just literally appears in front of him, and they have a little fender bender. But the video is very clearly shows, you know where the car would have been coming from and you never see it coming from where it's supposed to be coming from. Right. So to clarify a little bit, this is not that the, that there are ghosts in the car or anything like that. The car was in an accident, you know, it's car stopped. People got out, you know, police, maybe ambulance called, whatever, but it's just this weird phenomenon of, you can't see where it's coming from. And clearly neither does the guy who, you know, who runs right into it. Because maybe then he wouldn't have run into it. So it's kind of a, an interesting phenomenon in that uh, this has happened at least three times that I am aware of. Because I've seen three different videos and all of them are very, uh, very similar in scope. And Rob's right. Dash cams, man. I know that in Russia, every car, I think they all come equipped with dash cams. Because I see so many of those videos, either accidents or near accidents. And all of them are from, from Russia. So I maybe... Maybe just every Russian car has one built in. <laughs> or they're all hoping for YouTube stardom by just driving around, <laughs> waiting for crazy shit to happen um, on the road. Maybe. I don't know. I think it has to do with insurance, right? Um, I mean, Isn't that, that could thing? be. Like, like the way that either not either insurance not being required or like the burden of proof uh, for what happened in an accident, like require not doesn't require, but like. You're you're smart to have a camera that's recording what's happening in case of an accident. Yeah, that's a really good... that's what I heard. I think anecdotally somewhere, but I don't remember where. Yeah, it might anyway. be like a discount, like like a safe driver discount, or you know something where if you put that in your car, there is less less of a premium to pay. Yeah. So as long as it's running and stuff, but yeah, it was really interesting and and just fits so well with our our Halloween episode that I was just mad that I didn't catch that a couple days before that beforehand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you search ghost car on YouTube. Um, the first result, I'm sure, will be will be this uh, this video because it is uh, it is trending and is viral or whatever whatever you kids are saying for videos that are popular nowadays. So what do you what what do you, what do you think is going on? So I don't know. You know, part of me says the videos are doctored. 
Right. Because I, I would imagine, now I don't, I have no experience in, in you know, video, but I, I have a little bit of Photoshop skills or, or whatever, you know, so I know how easy it is to just like clone something out. I have to imagine it's similar. So either you just happen to have a great, like you see an accident or, or someone posts a video of an accident and you go online and, and actually doctor it to, to remove the car from the, the, the before picture, you know, the before right. the accident. I don't know. What do I think is going on? I mean, if we're really going to approach it from a supernatural standpoint, it would have to be some type of evil spirit is out to get you. So it makes you invisible so that you get into a car accident and hopefully hurt or killed, right? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of if we were trying to approach it from the kind of spooky, scary side of things. Yeah. Okay. The And, and it, my mind just does not draw me to the supernatural. My mind first and foremost draws me to... Um, like a doctored video. Um, but then after that, my first thought is like, I mean, if anything were happening, it would be, um, if you want to harken back to our time travel episode, like a time slip where you, you end up in a different time and, you know, suddenly or like, uh, or, or time travel. Yeah. See now my thought and, and you're onto something there. And I guess what I haven't seen is an actual interview with, with the people so like i i'd want to hear I, so clearly the person doing the hitting didn't see the car or they would have made some attempt to stop right so they do not see the car but what happens right. to the other person you know if there's a time slip they would have to say something like i don't know man i don't remember the 15 seconds before the car accident or you know one thing i knew is i was crossing you know route 83 and next thing you know it was a block later and i was getting slammed into like there would have to be some right. type of something on their part. So what I'd like to see is an interview with the person who got hit and see if they had anything to say that might, might lead to um, the belief of some type of, like you said, time slip or, or even like there was that gypsy woman that I, you know, fucking flipped off this morning or, or saw, you know, I mean, something <laughs> to, to lead me to believe that there's a, a cause supernatural or I don't know. I mean, time travel is kind of supernatural at this point. Right. I think. We yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I don't understand the exact definition of supernatural, but like, it's not natural. That's yeah, that's true. So that's true. Yeah, until we can do it scientifically, and then it becomes not supernatural. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it could just be unexplained. Like that's yeah. the bullshit. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah. I think I'm going to try to find. And again, if it's a doctored video, how do you know you you're watching an interview or reading an interview with the person who got hit? So it, it becomes that. All right. Like, at what point do you start to buy into it? It takes me back to the Blair Witch Project, that movie. Mm -hmm. Which intelligent people all knew it was a movie, but there were those people you just was, couldn't yeah. quite convince because of the marketing scheme <laughs> around it. So it looked like it yep. was real, but then because they made a little documentary about it, then it had to be real. Even though both were worth Yeah. So I'm going to go on the record as saying not a ghost car, maybe a car from the future, most likely someone altered the video. And the problem is like these types of videos, it's never super like crisp, clear, like footage. And it could either be that like the camera they use was shitty or it's just been copied and copied and copied so many times that you just have a shitty, like, you know, down sampled fucking version of the video. But like you, if you ran this frame by frame, there would have to be a frame where there's no car. And then a frame where there is a car. You know As what I'm saying? And like, Although no, because I mean, at that level of skill, 
wouldn't you just use like lowered opacity? Yeah, well, I guess if you would. Trying to defeat, you know, some kind of frame by frame test. I think there's probably a way to to do that as well. Yeah. The um. I don't know. The oh, you were saying that doctored frame by frame. Shit, something came to me. You see, like you, and then ghost car came and drove it right out of my head. Apparently. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a ghost thought. Yeah, from the future doesn't work because there are passengers. It would be like, holy shit, I'm from five years from now. So that would probably yeah. uh, probably not be a thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess. Oh, oh, uh, when you're talking about cams, I just earlier today saw um, an, an, an advertisement on, on, a, on a Cocker site for a dash cam that was like 35 bucks. So, yeah. Clearly, yeah, there's no quality. There. Clearly, people are not buying, you know, $1,000 dash cams. They're buying <laughs> like 4K dash cams. Yeah, it's not happening. All right, well, there you go, Ghost. I mean, it's still before Halloween, so yes, this will air in a timely way, I guess. Speaking of Halloween, we already have made some light plans for next Halloween. Now, <laughs> yeah, everybody's very excited about this. Um, coming out of our Halloween episode. You know, we talked about things that Rob would do but hasn't done. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they really kind of like threw the gauntlet down. So we've decided that Rob is going to do all these things and that he's going to do them on video for our next <laughs> Halloween episode. So here's where we're at right now. And I'm just going to share this because I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And it's like a year away. <laughs> our plan for next October, and depending on what time in October, video may not be available till November. We want to do three things. We want to test three different theories um, of things we talked about in the Halloween episode this year. So the first one is going to be the easiest one, I think, for us to do. Because we talked about Cuba Road, which is only 15 minutes or so from your house. Yeah. Um, we are definitely going to do a video, I don't know, drive through, maybe pull over. I don't know. We're going to do something on Cuba Road where uh, the supernatural things happen, allegedly. We're going to put Rob in an elevator and make him play the elevator game. <laughs> I can't tell you how happy I am about this. Yeah. And then we're going to do one man hide and seek, which yeah. is going to be a little weird because there's going to be four of us. But really, it's going to be Rob who who has to who has to play the game with the with the doll. So really, what we're saying is uh, if you're interested, um, you've got some time to brush up on your podcasting skills in the event that Rob does not return for our early November episode next year. <laughs> So those are the three. I, I'm down for doing that um, gates, uh, the bridges thing. Um, but like that might be something that I have to do ahead of time and then assemble the footage right. for. It's tough um, that's far because away. That, that's, and remember, we don't know what the or. I mean, that like it would be a logistical nightmare. Right. So, these other three, I but think I am we down can do for it. in the course of, of you know a few days while while our co-hosts are here in uh, in Illinois. Well, if I get like bored. Over the summer or something, maybe I'll just take it upon myself. There you go. Do some gates, do some gate stuff. So, yeah, I'm gonna do all that shit. I'm gonna fucking hang out and play hide and seek. I mean, I probably can't do it in my apartment because like there's two rooms. Oh, yeah, so, we'll have to figure that out. We'll have to find a place. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, we talked, I think, off the air about um, getting a hotel room in Chicago or whatever when they're here, right? Yeah, so, right. Or like an Airbnb yeah. kind so of So who's to say that you can't do it and you know leave the hotel room for a little bit? Yeah. You know. Or, or even at your house, same thing. You know, you set it up and you go out to dinner 
and come back and you know and see what come back and if the doll's not there shit my pants rob better run see the only drawback to that is i really want jesse to do the sewing but really (laughs) oh but well then no because he'd be the one doing the game it has to be i know yeah it's gonna be your fingernail my fingernail with the sewing Mm. so So, yeah tune in a year from now (laughs) yeah coming next october um, I'm really excited. super it's excited. Be a lot of fun. Um, definitely, <laughs> definitely looking forward to. It. If I didn't really want to involve our co-hosts that much, I'd be like, "There's no reason we can't do this in like you know December." So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and maybe I'll try and catch up with the trends and dress like myself for Halloween next year. There you go. We will have moved on at that point. We're all <laughs> going to be we're all going to be wearing our Halloween Michael Mike Myers masks. It's all fucking coming together. So can I tell you? Uh, can we take this a little bit serious? Yeah. So we recently um, received an email from the CEO of Patreon. Did you have nice? Is he is he a, is he a patron? Is he a patron now? Is he contributing? No, he's not. That's not what the email was about. Oh, fuck that guy. Then. <laughs> so Jack Conti, the CEO of Patreon, um, emailed us, and it's a. Le- I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's pretty lengthy, but pretty serious stuff. And I thought that there was like room for some conversation here. So. Um, I'm just going to read the important stuff. Hey, folks, there have been a few articles, some talk on social. Wow, he doesn't say media, just social. And even an open letter about Patreon's recent content policy updates. <clears throat> yeah, content policy. Were you aware there were content policy updates? No, I had no idea. Um, okay. Uh, I really, really hope you take the time to read the blog and community guidelines for yourself. I guess there's been some... This is kind of an uproar, apparently. Most of all, I hope you understand that nothing has changed. Except, wait, hang on. I want to read... Ah, I, I really buried the lead here because I have to read the the title of the email. I almost got to the good stuff before I read you the title of the email. Okay. A note to our adult content creators. <laughs> oh, okay. I really thought this was going to go with um, hate speech and... No, this is going in an entirely different direction. So, gotcha. okay. uh, most of all, I hope you understand that nothing has changed except our stance on four areas of content. Bestiality, incest, sexual depictions of minors, and suggestive sexual violence. Okay, before you go on, is there any way we could find out what their stance was before they changed? Because <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> to me... One of two things is going to happen here. If you're changing a stance, that means you were pro something and now you are against something or the other way around. So I just want to know which way they were before you tell us which way they're going to be. So if you had to guess based on because you've already read this email, I have not. I'm guessing that they allowed that kind of content before and now they are not allowing it. Wow. Okay. Um, Proceed. So (laughs) I clicked on their blog as part of updating the community guidelines. We're taking a clearer stance on some fringe areas of adult content over the past few months. There's been a lot of discussion among our trust and safety team about how we can better articulate how we evaluate certain areas of content. It became evident that we needed to outline a clearer stance on some fringe adult content with today's update. We're also being more clear about specific categories of fiction Fictional erotic content that Patreon cannot be used to support, including incest, bestiality, sexual depictions of minors. So it sounds like they were just 
they're like, guys, the incest people just aren't getting it. <laughs> That's so weird. And and here's why I say now I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that the beliefs or the things I'm going to say right now do not express my own beliefs in any way, shape, or form. I, I know you're not a fan of Game <laughs> of Thrones, but it's hard to argue against it being like the number one TV show, right? Yeah. I mean, like at least number one cable show, if not most yeah. watched yeah, yeah. show. One of the central storylines of that is incest that happens like three times a season. Like, like you see it on the screen. It's true. So I get, I, I mean, I, I, so what I'm saying is, is I don't know how fringy that is when it is a central story point in the TV show that, that, you know, is probably one of the most loved TV shows currently on television. That's a like like the sex like the sex with kids and stuff minor stuff. I I mean there's yeah there's 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 a group of people who might defend that, but I mean I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying like I I understand that the fact they had to clarify that is a little disturbing. <laughs> that's what I think that's what drew that drew it to my attention was that like they're like I don't understand how clear we have like how much clearer we have to be about this. Um, but like all right, so um, not and please just correct me if this is totally wrong, but like. Uh, I remember talking when we were talking about it, like one of the central kind of like uh, kind of things about that was like, and I haven't read it, but like, wasn't there some sort of kid orgy thing going on or something? Big gangbang? Yes. Yeah. There, there was a, a group sex um, scene amongst kids who were, I don't know, it's 12 to 14 in the, uh, in the story. That would be a sexual um, depiction of, of minors. Yes. Yes. But I, I think. Like it gets really weird and tricky, right? So, so here's part of part of the the issue. I'm not sure legally how, how that works because, and and I'll I'll just you know I'll speak for you know Illinois in the United States, okay? Like a 20 year old man can't have sex with a 16 year old right. or a woman, girl, right? Oh, I see where you're going. Right, but a sixteen-year-old boy can have sex with a fifteen-year-old girl, and there's nothing illegal or or if they're actionable. Both minors. If it's consensual, yeah. If it's good, whatever, you know. I'm gonna stretch out, say consensual boyfriend-girlfriend stuff. Right, but if you because watched both it, minors. you'd be a criminal. Right. So yeah. So I mean, some of that extends to the fact that if I were to send you something illegal and you even just viewed it <laughs> right. on your phone, I mean, I think you're immediately liable for for criminal charges. Um, I guess what what I'm what I'm trying to say is in the Stephen King thing, it was, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode. You know, it was it was a poor choice. It didn't really do anything for for anybody to enhance the story. But I, I don't know that it was as questionable as what I think they're talking about. So I don't think that their issue is that there's 15 year old content creators um, recounting their activities from the weekend. Uh, so much as there, there must have been. I'm guessing because you mentioned specifically like erotic fiction. That's erotic fiction that that really touches on some some really just foul, nasty, and and illegal. Yeah. Um, things now, I don't know what it is. I know that obviously having any type of video or, or, or photos or whatever is illegal. I'm not sure if a story is illegal because then you can look back at a story like Lolita, which is considered right. a classic, which depicts. I think exactly what you're talking about, at least from a erotic fiction standpoint. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. And so I guess like the, the, <laughs> we, we just defined a gray area for both incest and underaged erotic 
stuff in a way, I guess, maybe. But yeah. like, so and bestiality also, I think, is up. I I don't know what legally, if it's a um, if it's a federal. I guess. All right, here we go. Let's see if I can ruin my Google search results again. Is bestiality? You're, yeah, you're, illegal. your Amazon yeah. suggests are going to be crazy. Um, I'm yep, looking here at it is. laws against bestiality and sodomy. Some for some reason they're both lumped into the same same wow. sentence here. In the United States, are largely a matter of state rather than federal jurisdiction, except for laws governing the District of Columbia and the U.S. Armed Forces. There is no federal law which explicitly prohibits sex between humans and animals. Well, there you go. There you go, bestiality people. Yeah, I'm um, sure the bestiality people already knew and could quote what. Yeah, know. they're like, yeah, um, so. did you ever watch any of those Transformers movies? Uh, yes, the the first one. Oh. There's like the one that that's got um Marky Mark in it. I don't know. It, it's like the fourth one, I think. It's one of the later ones. But um, I, I distinctly remember there being a part where, so Marky Mark's got a daughter who obviously is super hot because it's Hollywood, um, and is supposed to be a minor, I believe, and he and she's dating a, a guy who's not a minor in the movie. <laughs> And they're and so like, hoping you would say she was dating one of the Transformers, <laughs> so we could talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, what's that called? Robo? Are you a robosexual? Um, so this guy is not a minor; she is, and they're all in the same room. And this is like he he just met the new boyfriend kind of thing. And Marky Mark's like, you could go to jail. And the guy pulls out a laminated card. I fucking, I'm not kidding you. In a movie, Michael Bay is really weird. The the boyfriend pulls out like a, a laminated card out of his wallet that explains, uh, like in, I think this was in Texas, like something called like a Romeo and Juliet law or something that allows you <laughs> to date minors. And 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 it's like a a full like scene in a Transformers movie is like some guy talking about how he could leave legally perv on this dude's daughter. It's, oh, it's so weird. It was that seems really weird. It was now, really strange. No, all right, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose a listener or two here. Um, there was once upon a time a, a shirt that you could purchase that was called um, the Age of Consent Tour, and on the back it had countries oh, no. and the ages of legality on the back. Which, see, like you, I, I, I found funny. Which you know maybe isn't the right reaction. It's the word tour that's really sticking. Right, yeah, but I mean, it was like, you know, like US 18, you know, yeah. and then you get into some weird countries where there's no age of consent, <sighs> yeah. or it's like 12 or 14. Now, you and I had uh, some fairly long discussions a few years ago about something that, that transpired that I'm not going to get into. But you have to remember, too, in different cultures, things are just different. So I, I, I believe that in, um, I'm not going to say what country. There is a country that came up because of someone we knew or wherever where the age of consent was 16. Now, somebody um, was, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to say tricked or, or whatever, um, had sex with somebody who was 16 and, and kind of was, was talking about it and then was treated like a goddamn rapist. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, you, you know what I'm talking about, I, right? Now I, I, now I know. Or whatever, right? Yeah. But the bottom line is this. He felt bad about it because he felt that the, the, the person was too young, but he didn't know it at the time. He didn't card her or, or whatever. Yeah, he was a little but careless. Wherever he lived, you know, that that's 
that, that I don't want to say that legal makes something morally right, but if it was that wrong in that society, they would change that. Yeah. So by and large, the the people, his community in the area that he lives in, feels that that's the right age or an act of Congress, Parliament, whatever they have, would just be like, guys, come on, let's let's raise this up to seventeen or twenty five or, or whatever you know yeah. they they felt was the right thing. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a thing to remember. You know, legal doesn't mean moral, but legal also means somewhat accepted in that society, regardless of what you think about it. Yeah, it should be a reflection of the society standards for what. Correct. Yeah. What is right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> steer, steering a little bit back um, to the to the weird fucking thing that brought us here. If anybody wants to um, read more about uh, how this started, there's actually a website called OpenLetterToPatreon.com. Like it's one word, Open Letter to Patreon, um, and it's all of the people um, who are complaining about the change. Um, and their stance, so you can read about this if you want to. And there's and it lists all of the different uh, Patreon uh, current Patreon accounts that are creating content that may be affected by this, or that are worried that the changes may affect their content. Um, so you can you can do one of two things: you can just educate yourself on the on the topic if you're interested, or you can go look at a bunch of weird, sexy pa- Patreon <laughs> Patreons, I guess. Well. But this this extends to another point. So we're going to have to assume that the things that they're talking about aren't strictly illegal, right? So we'll have to take that out of the equation, that there aren't actually photographs of, of minors engaged in, in sexual conduct. So let's let's pretend that that's, that's not on the table, okay? Right. People have to pay. That's how Patreon works. People have to pay to see that that content. So... Why don't we have nudity and and foul language on on network TV? Because we we don't want to stumble. We don't want our our children to stumble across it. Or we don't want to be slapped in the face with it, right? So we have this other level, which is cable. But in cable, you still buy a package. So now I bought a package. And yes, the Comedy Comedy Central, I may hear fuck if I happen to go past uh, past Comedy Central at 9 o'clock on Wednesday nights when South Park is on. But I'm paying for that. People on Patreon are paying very specifically to see or hear, in in our case, a, a very specific type of content. For us, it's it's their spoiler talk, and and they want to support what we do as a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I could see them saying like, "Hey, listen, you know, here's the rules. Uh, you can't have any of this stuff for free on your Patreon page. But if somebody's paying to get that content and it's not explicitly illegal, I don't know that I support Patreon's stance." Now, I don't agree. What was the fourth thing, by the way? I know you said there, you mentioned the fourth thing, but we really focused on bestiality, incest, kitty porn, yeah. apparently. What was the fourth thing? Bestiality, incest, sexual depiction of minors, and suggestive sexual violence. There's a powder keg right there. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing that's uh, you know, like like rape rape stories, right? Yeah. I, I, I imagine like it's... a snuff film? I don't know. Like, could Ooh, you Patreon a snuff, a snuff film? film? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I don't agree with any of those things, but that being said... If it's not illegal, then I think people have a right. Again, well, here's the thing: if it was a government-run website, sure. But if it was, if it's a private website, they can create their own terms and conditions, and you know. Oh oh, no, no, I I understand how how it works. All I'm saying is that I don't see who they're placating by doing this, because the only people that would see it are people who want to see it. Yeah, that's true. 
So this is what I was, I guess the point I was trying to make is I'm thankful I don't have to scroll through my Facebook feed and see bestiality just because you posted it, right? That would be a violation mm-hmm. of Facebook's um, rules. Well, I can imagine a situation where like Patreon unchecked turns into this place where like there's just like thousands of pages for like people fucking horses or whatever. And horses then, fucking people sounds a lot more like something I'd be like, <laughs> I don't even gotta see this. Yeah. I don't know how this stuff works. I don't know <laughs> anything about it. Um, but, uh, uh, there's so much of that, that like, then we have, uh, pa- Patreon contributors are like, yeah, <clears throat> I'm tired of going to the Patreon website and just seeing a bunch of like animal sex. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to support these guys anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, and I mean, like I said, I get, I just think, like I said, people are paying specifically for that. Right. I I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's a weird, but like, just imagine you're like, we're, we're, we're pretty low key on everything and we're, we're not super social. Um, uh, like we're not, we don't tweet all the time. We don't post on our Facebook. It's basically when there's a new episode out, we kind of just notify people. So when you, when you get an email from the CEO of Patreon and the title says a note to our adult content creators, it's like, Oh shit, something's going down. It was pretty exciting. Well, I—I uh, I mean, other than the fact that we just engaged in pretty much all four of those things, um, this th- these episodes don't go on Patreon though. So, should we go have a spoiler talk where we just talk about those four things, <laughs> just to see what happens? I don't know. So there was an underage horse that was having sex with an underage human. Yeah, but not not consensual. But non-consensually and pretty yeah. violent. <laughs> but they were related. Of know. course they were. <laughs> so like a fucking centaur or something. Uh. God, centaur porn. Good lord. It's gotta be a thing. It's gotta be a thing. Rule, uh, rule, is it rule 34? Oh, yeah. If, if you can think of something, there's porn, right? Is yeah. that, yeah. yeah. I think you're the one who taught me porn, that. Porn about it. Yeah. 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 Oh, so anyway, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I don't know what was scarier, our plan for next Halloween or that conversation. <sighs> that, yeah, that opened up a door. I didn't see, and that's the thing, like, that's, that's the type of topic where, we when we don't talk about stuff in advance, we don't know where it's going to go. And I was like, oh, "Where's the bestiality?" Email from Patreon. I was like, "Nope." He's like, "Great." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it went it went pretty well. I think we we got a little bit highbrow. We didn't get all jokey. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I look. We're we're. I say this very lightly because I don't know if I've ever said this out loud before. We ourselves are content creators. Yeah. Now. You know, do do we? So yeah, we use foul language. Sometimes one of us might say things that are a little questionable. I would just like that one of us to be able to continue to do that and not be judged by yeah. the CEO of Patreon, who apparently forgot the word media in social media. So yeah, now you just say social. Maybe he's, maybe that's the new thing to say. I heard hey, it. I have a I, question. Uh, Something occurred to me. I was I was um, re-listening to our, our spectacular live episode. And some, Misty, uh, Misty, our co-host for that episode, said something that uh, it made me think. Uh, and, and before I kind of recall what she said, do you consider us a comedy podcast, like a humor podcast? No, not at all. Neither do I. But like, so uh, there was a, a there was a like a brief discussion about um, uh, like, um, I think we were talking about how we do better when we have like a specific agenda or something 
or going off topic gets weird or something. I don't know. Right. Or and, no, and, I think I was trying to rein it in, and she's like, "No, no, this is when you guys are yeah. in the list." Yeah. And she, but her, she specifically said, um, "The interludes are some are are some of your funniest. It's where you get some of the funniest conversation." To me, that meant to her that she goes there for the humor. Ooh. And I was like, and maybe not all the time, but like she seemed to, you know what I'm saying? Like she seemed yeah, to really yeah, be emphasizing humor. And it made me reflect. And I was like, I don't consider us a humor uh, a podcast at all. I think we're really funny from time to time, but I don't think that's the goal. No, not at all. And that's, um, yeah, like I think you're you're one of the funniest people I know, but I don't think that's what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, All right, I just wanted to yeah. make sure we were on the same page. Like I felt like you would you would feel the same way as I do. Uh, it just it took someone framing it in a specific way for me to realize. Oh, I wonder if there's people who are out there that are just like, "What well, these guys are funny." That's why I, I listen to them. Mm, yeah, I don't know. The the thing is too is I don't think I don't want to say we don't try. There are times where, and I'll tell Rob like I, I think I've got a bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and it's just because I don't want to, and it's not that it's funny. And, and I know it's gonna sound weird because I'm thinking the word funny is derived from fun, right? Um, I just think it's gonna be fun, right? To do something not necessarily that it's going to be humorous, right? Like it's gonna it's gonna be entertaining, correct? I can see us as entertainers and, and you know, a, a an offshoot or a byproduct of that is that sometimes we're funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, it just occurred to me. It yeah. is, it's interesting. Huh. All right. Um, you got anything else, man? I mean, we managed to pull 45 minutes out of our ass. That's a, that's an entertaining yeah. um, <laughs> visual, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right Right before we started recording, I, I told Livius, we got a nice 20 minutes of content for tonight. So surprised that it got us. That's why at the beginning, if it seems like we just dive right into a topic, it's because we're just drawing that out as much as possible um, to pad our runtime, I think. No, uh, I don't think um, the only, I, the only thing that's new for me since the last episode, which is literally a few days ago, is um, the movie Atomic Blonde came out, and um, I had pre-ordered it, so I got it on iTunes right away, and I've watched it a couple times, and I really, really, really enjoy it. I it's on my list of movies to see. I mean, we watched the trailer. I don't remember how that came up, but it came up during an episode. Probably yeah. six months ago or something, maybe even a little longer. And, it's probably uh, the last time Jesse and Misty were on. It could be, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Uh, I, I have a few days off when I get back from from vacation too, so that'll probably be filled with TV and, and movie type stuff. So, um, it's on my list of, of things to do. And and d- despite your recommendation, I'm going to go ahead and watch it. I gotta tell you, the next time that you get Misty and Jesse and I, Misty and Jesse and I in the same room, that fucking movie's playing. That's all I'm gonna say. Did they? Uh, did did both of them see it as well? Yeah. Okay. I uh, let's talk about what's coming up next. We think, <laughs> we think that next, and we're gonna say this because it's not going so well. I already know what percentage Rob is of this, right? Zero. Yeah, I'm a I'm a daredevil. Uh, we are doing our um, Patreon selection book from Jesse Lawrence, which is Jitterbug Perfume. It's dense, and it's not, I don't want to say it's not easy to read. For me, so far, it's not easy to keep reading. It's not that I have trouble understanding the words or the story so far, but I'm only like down 12% or 13% in, and I started it like a week and a half ago. 
So we're pretty sure that's what's next. Um, Jesse will be joining us for that review. Um, if you're not familiar with the Jitterbug Perfume, it is written by Tom Robbins. It's his fourth book, and it came out in 1985. In talking to Jesse offline, I uh, found out that Jesse read these when he was young and, uh, and, and thought very, very highly of the Tom Robbins books, uh, and this one in particular. So... Uh, I, I like the writing so far, but something, I don't know if it's just so dense, like if it's just getting to a point yeah. where I'm like, I know this is so long, that's why I can't stay with it. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely very different. I will say that I did try to steer him toward a more, more. Um, I'm sorry, I manageable. guess. Manageable? Yeah, more manageable, less, um, less of an investment uh, from the Tom Robbins collection, but he would not budge. And that's his right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's one of those authors that I've been aware of, and I thought, like, oh, people say good things, I should read this, and then the podcast started, that means I don't read anything that's not for the podcast, so. Right. Yep. That should be next, probably followed by Seth Harwood, probably followed by... The Savage? Savage? Yeah. Savage, I was trying to... Was it the Savage? I think it's The Savage. The Savage, yeah. Which is Frank Bill's new book, and hopefully an interview with Frank Bill, because we want to talk about The Savage, I'm assuming we'll want to talk about The Savage but I know we're going to want to talk about the Donnybrook movie. Yeah, because that started filming like yesterday, I believe. How or exciting yeah. does that have to be for Frank Bill? Pretty great. I mean, pretty pretty sweet. Um, I did send... So uh, this actually... And then we can... This is the us tying the bow on the episode um, and it, with a callback to earlier episodes. Um, there was a... Did you see there was like a casting call for extras and they had a specific kind of look they were going for? No, no, I missed that completely. Yeah, Frank Bill posted on his Facebook that they were doing like a, a specific casting call for extras of people that were big with beards and tattoos uh, and wrinkles. I don't know, like, so you're supposed to just look ru- like rugged right, and yeah. big and burly and worn or whatever. And so I sent that um, article to uh, my friend John and his now wife saying, yeah, I really wish I had my big beard still and I didn't have to shave it off for your wedding. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Rob, I have a beard I can loan you. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wish, I wish I brought it. Would have brought it up earlier. <laughs> I would not have given up my costume by offering my beard. Yeah, that would have been a dead giveaway. I'm not oh, giving well. your beard, Rob. Can, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's gonna wrap it up for for this edition of this interlude of booked. Until next time, I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Keep reading.